Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test, the nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture? Welcome back to the Spirit, Soul, and Body series. It's end our spiritual category. You can find the full list of topics we shall cover under this category on our website, jf.foundation. That is jaef.foundation. In this series, we break down the human anatomy into its parts, spirit, soul, and body. You are a spirit being who has a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a body. We dive into the meaning and purpose of each part and how these three parts, your spirit, your soul, and your body all work together. We talk about two distinct lifestyles, a life lived from the inside out versus a life lived from the outside in. Living from the inside out means living from your spirit outwardly, whereas living from the outside in means living from your flesh, your body, inside out. In the previous episodes of this series, We talked about the two distinct lifestyles, living from the inside out versus living from the outside in, and how these can be applied to meditation, 
how this affects your mental health and mental illnesses. In these next episodes, we're going to apply living from the inside out, that is from your spirit outward, to an area that is of interest to all of us. Relationships. I'll be interviewing a couple who built their relationship focusing on the spiritual character of the other person. This is contrary to how most people approach relationships today. Buckle up and let's dive in. Before they could love each other, they had to love themselves. Before they could love themselves, they had to love their Heavenly Father. Before they could love their Heavenly Father, they had to understand that He loved them first. When they believed His love for them, to them, and in them, His love that is shed abroad in their hearts by the Holy Spirit, He, the Father, that dwells in them by His Spirit, taught them how to walk in love. He taught them that before a relationship is built, first, a foundation of true love has to be built. Love is the only sure foundation for every relationship, but not any kind of love, God's kind of love. He taught them that without God's kind of love, all these relationships, business, romantic, friendship, parent to child, peer-to-peer, citizens-to-country, authority-to-citizens. Without God's kind of love, all these relationships crumble. But what is God's kind of love, they asked. He said, God loves in deed and not in word only. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. He reminded them that it was him who saved, It is not good for a man to be alone, and so he created a woman. That he who finds a wife finds a treasure and obtains favor from the Lord. So he wasn't against their romantic love. He taught them that before a lifelong romantic relationship in love, they needed to learn how to relate to each other in love. And not just to themselves, but to everyone around them. He reminded them about a new commandment he had given them in John chapter 13, verse 34. That you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. And in Romans chapter 13, verse 8, when he said, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loves another has fulfilled the law. He kept teaching and showing them how to relate in love. He taught them God's kind of love is no respecter of persons. True love doesn't love at home, but hate at work. True love is not only patient at home, but in traffic also. True love isn't only long-suffering with your kids, but with the neighbor's kids also. And they kept learning and trusting him. He continued to teach them from his definition of love. He reminded them about what he had said in Romans chapter 13, verse 10. That love works no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So he taught them that love endures long and is patient and kind to everyone. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy to anyone. Love is not boastful or vainglorious to anyone. Love does not display itself haughtily to anyone. Love is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride towards anyone. Love is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly towards anyone. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. Love is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. Love takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. 
Love does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Love is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love, God's kind of love, never fails. It never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. They were overwhelmed by his definition of love. They were overwhelmed with how to love with God's kind of love. But he reminded them, of course, they couldn't and wouldn't do it on their own. He would be there along their journey of a lifelong love. That's why they needed him in their relationship and in their hearts. So that his love would be shed abroad in their hearts by the Holy Spirit. He reminded them of his words in Philippians 4, chapter 13, that they can do all things through Christ that strengthens them. They can love with God's definition of love through Christ that teaches them how to love. They were comforted. He asked if they still wanted to learn how to love each other. They say, yes. He continued to teach them from his definition of love. He taught them that when he first loved them, he looked beyond their outward appearance, their skin complexion, race, height, weight, money, and so forth. He taught them that most people focus on physical attraction as the foundation to build love. But what they miss is the fact that when their creator, their heavenly father, first loved them, he loved them before they were even in their mother's womb. He loved their spirit first before their spirit ever wore any human flesh. He reminded them of his words in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. He was teaching them his ways, and that his ways are not man's ways. For God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. He was teaching them that a house of love built on the outward appearance will not last. Why? they asked. He reminded them of his words in 2 Corinthians 4.16. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. He told them, a house of romantic love built on the inward man, the spirit man, will always stand, because the inward man can be renewed day by day. But a house of romantic love built on outward appearance, on possessions and status will eventually crumble because the outward man, the outward appearance, perishes day by day. Wow, they said, thank you, Father, for unveiling this mystery. They were glad when they opened their eyes to look at each other once again. They were more physically attracted to each other. Sparks were flying. They weren't even in the same room. They weren't even in the same country. He laughed at them and reminded them that his ways are not man's ways. He told them they were ready to love. They had trusted him. They had put their faith, hope, and love in him. They had asked him to teach them how to love and relate to each other. They are still learning to love, but their Heavenly Father has given them the confirmation that they are ready for a lifelong relationship in romantic love. I'm
show. This is episode 11 of the Spirit, Soul and Body series and how we apply living from the inside out to relationships. This is the last episode of our discussion with Tolo and Ruth about how they built their relationship focusing on spiritual character. In this wrap-up episode, we talk about the aspect of honor in a relationship. Romans chapter 12, verse 10 tells us to be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. We also talk about other building blocks for intimacy and why we can also trust God to perfect our sex life when we get married. We talk about other areas such as our financial well-being, career pursuits, and other things that pertain to life and godliness that often put pressure on whom we decide to choose as a lifelong partner. In some closing remarks, I put Tolu and Ruth on the spot to tell us how they've managed to handle the flames from their physical attraction and stay pure, albeit keeping it spicy. We hope this episode blesses your heart. So open up your heart and mind and let's dive in. There is there's another area that I guess I'd like for us to 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 wrap up with. And we're talking about love. And I want to talk about the the spirit, you know, this this aspect of honor. Because there's there's a passage of scripture in Romans 12, 10 that says, be kindly affection one to another with brother uh, with brotherly love in honor preferring one another how how is this playing out again one of the one of the issues we see with dating from the outside in is uh this 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 subject of honor you know is men are looking i guess maybe you know what this can sometimes depend on on the culture but the honor aspect of, of, of how you honor your wife and, and how you honor your husband, how is, how is looking at it from a godly standpoint helping you to do that? Because we also know that, you know, the way God has created the relationship or, I mean, the, the, the union is God is the head of Christ and Christ is the head of man and man is the head of woman. That's you know, kind of how the washing down of the word comes, but how do both of you honor each other, you know, through, you know, just, just that aspect of it. So, um, I would say that it, it's, uh, it's love. Love isn't always going to be in action. You're going to have opportunities to enact this. So when you read the, when the word came, there's always followed by moments where you you're given the opportunity to prefer yourself, prefer others above yourself. In the relationship, um, it, we, I think it often comes with us. It comes when we have disagreements and to say, um, okay, even if you feel that this is right, um, are you patient with long, enough with that person to let that person just um, to give that person time to, you know, to think about it as well. And that's why I have been learning this, you know, truthfully, I haven't, like, I haven't been the best um, student because I 
just generally um, sometimes like I come off with a lot of intensity and I usually just I'm very action focused because I feel like for me that um, that's, that's just kind of when I want to when I think about something I feel like okay okay what are the um, tangible things that I can be due to 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 evoke some sort of action towards it because um, it's important to live in action but at the same time, being in this two-person, three-person relationship, um, and looking at Ruth, and as I've had to, the father's really been teaching me about how to be patient with mm. the, what he's also dealing with her, and um, and then you know even if I expect something that like put your expectation on 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 him and not on her as well, so. Um, and then in honor preferring one another above yourself I think that is that's that first of all you know it, I think it does bring that sense of um, 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 bringing what somebody would um, appreciate over what you feel is uh, you know right for you and also another thing is that sometimes another way that this plays out um, this is another example is in in the sense what you like to do versus yes what is right for us as a relation in a relationship preferring another person um above yourself might mean that you know the time you're like you maybe you want to do something for by yourself you you can you can take that time and honor someone and honor her as well so for me example i was i wanted to play soccer one day and i, I had desired to play it and I know I told her ahead of time, but and she said, okay, it was cool. Well, I know just, I, and she had also said she really wanted to spend time with me. And so I know I'd already dressed up, I already packed my bag, but just felt in my heart that, you know, um, I, it's, it's good to spend time with her. And, you know, um, so I put the bag down, I said, you know, this time I'm gonna, it's, it's, for, it's for you and me, you know, let's, let's do something fun together. And it warmed her heart for that, you know, that moment that I was able to do that, you know, and then the next week she was totally fine. She was even the one kicking me out, you know, saying, go, go play yourself, go play soccer or something. Right. But, um, it, because in that sense, I was able to, um, prefer, um, like, you know, what she needed in that moment. And yeah. also it didn't come, it didn't come like she didn't, I didn't, I didn't have to look out after what I needed. She was already looking after that, and you know, God was God is always looking after what we both need. But in a sense, when we're in this, this being put in action, you know, as I prefer her, what she needs, I'm always kind of looking at what she needs. Then, in turn, it always it happens that same way. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah. what about what about you, Ruth? Yeah, I just want to also add um, is the way we speak to each other. <clears throat> even when we're having arguments. So we, we, we made a vow that no matter how, you know, angry we'll be, we would never call each other names. So wow. there, there wouldn't be any name calling. I mean, shouldn't even call my name. <laughs> yes. It's like, if you call my name, like, that's, that, that's like, you're crossing the line. If you call my actual name. You, you, you've crossed over into cursing territory? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it reminds me of, you know, back, back home, you know, when, when you do something wrong, that's when your parents call your full name out. <laughs> yes. Like no, don't, don't. <laughs> no, if you're calling me babe, still keep calling me babe, <laughs> even if you're we're having an argument. So hot yeah, fellowship. Sure, but... <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> when you guys are yeah. having hot fellowship. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, that that was a that was a vow that we had to make, and that's something we've been keeping. We've been we've been going through and keeping true because we've never called each other names, and I would say that this is actually basically some every, things that we should do to one another. I should do to my neighbor, so I shouldn't even call my sister or my brother names. 
So I feel like in marriage, it's easier for us to honor one another if we're just naturally, because that's what God actually said. So it's like, love your neighbor as yourself. So if I'm already doing it, I feel like things that are happening in marriage, it's just generally things we should do for even our brothers and our sisters normally. Like I should be patient (laughs) with my brother. I should be kind to my neighbor. And that's what is going to make it easier for me to do the same to someone that I say that I love, someone that I will spend the rest of my life with. So that's why it has to go back to how am I also living my life? I feel like that's something that God had already been training us to, our neighbors, our sisters in church, how caring, how kind are you to, to that brother that speaks to you some certain kind of way, but how patient are you with him or her? So that's what is still going to show how you've grown in your relationship with your sisters or your brothers. That will mm. also show in your relationship with your spouse. Mm. That's golden right there. Wow. So it's almost like um, it's the way you the way this honor is gonna be shown to your wife. Should if if you're not doing it. Mm-hmm even for your brothers and sisters, you know, for yeah. other people, strangers, your neighbor, your family, yeah. then yeah. there's no way that you're going to just turn on that switch. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's why we were observing each other. Do you get? So I want to see, okay, do we have the same values? That's what we were talking about at first. Oh, you know, I see. What were the things that you saw in each other? So of course, yeah. if, if you value someone who, you know, doesn't, you know, I don't know, talk and, and, you know, have filthy, have a filthy tongue, for instance. I mean, that's a big turn off for me. So if I had met someone and he claims that he's a believer and he likes to curse out, that that's a no-no for me. <laughs> like, that's it. I'm out. So these are certain things. Or he speaks, you know, unruly to someone, you know, or, 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 or I don't know, someone who is serving and people are proud. Or he has that sense of, you know, arrogance. So these are things that you see. He's not just going to flip and change once you get married. I I had an interesting story of, a, of uh, a filter that one couple had to agree on. I mean, you just talked about cursing. That's a very interesting one. Uh, yeah. These guys, uh, when they were getting married, they had to agree. They, I mean, they say, again, this goes back to uh, a spiritual uh, lens that someone might be, I think, that's excessive. But... Basically, the guy said, listen, what's your, what's your whole deal on Santa Claus? He said, ah, listen, it, it's a no-no for me. Like, I, we can't get married if you believe that that's how we're going to raise our children. He said, I'm not going to lie to my kids from the time they're born. Basically, I don't want to cultivate a, a culture where I'm lying to them from one thing to another. Mm-hmm. So he said, if you, if you believe in this whole Santa Claus thing and you want our kids to believe that this thing is true, like... I'm sorry, I can't get married to you. And she, she, she was like, you know, she's like, okay, I, you know, I, I can work with that. But I was, I was like, whoa. So mm-hmm. that again, oh, wow. the spirit, yeah, the spiritual lens that they probably looked at it was, uh, it's not about Santa Claus, but it was like white lies. Yeah, the line, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. What the what the world looks at, yeah, you know, just lie to them about Easter Bunny, about they, Santa Claus. Yeah, they, they call it like little white lies. Little, it's so little. <laughs> they, they just, it's still white lies, you know. They try to pretty it up. Yeah, right. it, it, the lie is a lie. I don't know if there's an orange lie, <laughs> black orange lie, lie, lie. <laughs> you know, it's just a little white lie, just a little sin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I said the best for last, and it's it it's 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 a little bit intense. So get ready for it. Um, a lot of people, let's say today, your 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 relationship and the way you guys have gotten to to, to this stage of being engaged and now in courtship, um, I'm pretty sure there's been a lot of pressure. Now let's talk about the romantic side of things. I mean, you guys live far apart. Mm-hmm. How is the spiritual field again living from the inside out? How is this helped mm-hmm. when when the pressure built up and you know, like like the physical contact aspect of things, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. 
just just because a lot of people, you know, maybe they might also the reason they they don't want to take the godly path because they're like, man, like, well, I gotta know her for this long before, like, you know, like, um, I can do anything physical with her. But again, we know that you know it doesn't have to be like the 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 sex aspect of it. You know, it you, there's so many ways you can be involved physically without even having sex mm. so how how has this helped you know how has it you know help cool the pressure or maybe amplify it i don't know where <laughs> how has it helped or not helped <laughs> i mean you guys are yeah you guys are building a relationship you know how you know how do you keep it spicy? How do you keep it interesting? Like how, because there's that aspect of it. But if you're going to do it from a spiritual lens through the father's eyes, how how are you guys maneuvering these waters? Now, wh who's going to go first? The floor is open. Um, okay, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she 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 probably went went quiet. Uh, you, <laughs> so oh I'm gonna let you have this one. She's like after you. <laughs> um, hmm. I would say that for this during this like whole period of like long distance and everything, I say that um, you have to really kind of partner with Elohim and and really kind of um, be intentional, be very intentional with your time together. And um, because it's the same thing even when you're in person, but I guess you have more physical touch. With that, you also have to have boundaries, more boundaries, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, in with us, I'd, I'd say that we had to be intentional with the time we spend and, you know, being intentional to section out time together. and. Being, being, uh, and being able to, um, I think one, uh, outside of just that, I think the main foundation is that for us, we needed to be praying together. We needed to be seeking the Father together so that the foundation, the love will flow from that fountain rather than just trying to get love from just activities. But in fact, it helped with creativity in this sense, because one time, one thing that many people fall into traps of is that I don't want to do long distance because I can't control things and everything is going to be far away and I can't see this person and it's going to be thousands of miles and, you know, different reasons where people are saying that, oh, I don't want to do. And for me, I didn't see myself doing long distance. She didn't see herself doing long distance. But again, Elohim knew what we were dealing with as well. <laughs> we always laugh about this. But was it Elohim knew what we were dealing with, God knew what he, what he, what he, how he set things up, because he knew where we were in our walk and what it could be. You know, again, being in this same space together, we would have, you know, tried to cheat, court, court corners, you know, with what he was yeah. doing with us. And so, he set it up this way. He set it up this way from the start. He, like he knew that okay this is gonna be like you guys are gonna be on two different continents for this time being for the for for what i'm doing in you but it's not forever mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. um, it's to be to be able to be submitted to the father and walk with him and trust him through all these things and that you know with every time you have this time that we've had even in in like long distance dating and, and not dating sorry um, relationship and courting, leading to courting and engagement, and yeah. we we've it, it's really really brought us. I'd say our relationship is going to be far more stronger than it did um, when we're even like when like if we had started and been in the same physical zone, mostly because we've had to, we've had to find ways to commune with with the father more to understand each other. Like um, it's taking us, it's kind of put one major aspect and locked it up so that we have no choice but to actually draw close to him. Yeah. Because in the end, you know, it's it, when we are, when one thing, one major struggle with people when they get physically attached 
whether it's in like every and they like kissing like hugging and all these like these things kind of endear you more to the person and less to elohim to god and i'm not saying that's the same for everyone like but what i'm saying is that um this 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 uh, relationship it has to be god-centered it has to be god-centered and it has to be led by him in this kind of um to because he's the place where love flows from it, that it's not going to be from what you do not going to be for just um how many dates you're going to take or how many things there how many like outings you're going to go together how many movies you're going to watch how many times you do all those things of course those things matter but i'm saying the foundation matters first and foremost to start there and to trust him through the journey and um, he knows you best he knows both of us best and that was what he started like you know how he started us um we began to to really really try to find ways to you know be creative with the time intentional and he gave us lots of ideas you know in terms of, like dating i'm sorry not dating like you know going like um um, virtual you know, dates. Virtual dates, right? You know, virtual like you know, movie night, you know, um trivia. You know, <laughs> we've had tons of trivia. She's a big fan of games and she's very competitive, you know. I got to know that. And she's a sword loser too. So <laughs> 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 and uh, but she she's really good at games too. But uh, <laughs> only when she wins. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, and then you know, praying for it, praying together, it really begins to establish a really deeper bond than just what um, these um, activities will do. Um, when you're praying together and studying the word together, when you're beginning to have these experiences, he's going to lead you to this time of courtship. Is not just a time to just be romantic. But it's also a time to enter into covenants with the Father. That's what we started to learn in courtship. And it's not just a time to be a romantic. And there's a while, like, ha, 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 and then you get married. No, it's like there's time. There are things to enter into for your children. You know that your children will find shalom in their own in their life. You know to enter to to get inheritances spiritually by that are given to us courtesy of our master, you know, um, our Messiah, and, you know, out of the love of the Father. This is an invitation into his kingdom that is much more than just, you know, just two guys, two people getting married, you know, a guy yeah. and a girl, you know. So it's there's a lot to enter into during this time. So as, aside from the moments where you are also having fun, which is very intentional, you have to be intentional with being romantic, even while being online. And, that's also a one thing that you, I think Christians sometimes think that you know the Father can't help you with that, so you try to grasp it by yourself. That have game, game is good, but you can also learn in the Father to have game too, right? <laughs> he can teach you. I believe he can teach you. If you don't have game, good, it's okay. <laughs> that's so true. I mean, listen. If you really want, if you really want game, I mean, if the the mm -hmm. the person to talk to is God, because He will yeah. tell you, He'll tell you that push this button, say yeah. this, because this is what she's wanting at this very opportune time. If you go and just say something else, she'll still be like, yeah, you know. You, but if you go just, it's almost like you're getting cheat codes, you know. It's like, because He knows, He knows how she's feeling. Like, that's so true, right? Like, there's certain things that, okay, even down to the ring that we got, that I, that I got for her, it was, it was so meaningful because the father gave me the idea and I was, I was and he gave me the color, he gave me the, 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 the type of ring. So, and he, like, he gave significance to all those things. And when I said that, you know, it was a touching moment because we, we got to be thankful to the father for this experience. It was really, really tied to that, you know? If you really want to know that, then you know you're gonna to have to come fellowship with us. Because <laughs> we ain't telling you that over here, but <laughs> but, but other other things, um, other things I, like on the side, like say creative moments, things that I've been able to show and ways I've been able to show love online, um, is that you know even writing poems. Like I, I, I if anybody told me I was gonna be writing anything, period, I would just laugh. <laughs> but. <laughs> 
um, the father kind of he, he gave me this creativity, you know, to be able to. I wrote her a poem, and it was like one of the most touching things. I've only read it to her once, and I'm next time I'm reading it again. You know, wedding. That's the only time. That no. Next time she's gonna get to see. It. Just I when? When is the book? When? When is? When is songs of Salu coming out? Uh, it's coming out next year. It's coming out next year. So, <laughs> yeah. but she knows what I mean. You know that. Um, like these moments of creative, I mean, I could just be sitting down and the father gives me something wonderful to say to her and it's just what she needed or, you know, in, in ways of just being there for her. And uh, it's, it, uh, there are tons of ways, but the basis, what I mean is that the foundation of this is going to be, you, you, we, we, you, both guys, what people need to fellowship, you know, with the father. You need to fellowship is, a, is the basis of stuff. I've even found that, there's sometimes when we're like um, Ruth can also attest, I testify to this that sometimes when we're just like you know having tons of disagreement in the whole week you're like did we even fellowship this week together it's like no like ah <laughs> you know <laughs> like ah yeah yeah that's why things are feeling a little bit off like ah uh, that's why you're having hot fellowship yeah that we're having hot fellowship we're butting heads so much like ah uh, like. Ah, like this, we're missing a vital component, you know. A vital, the father is not. We're, we're, we, we, we vitamin G. We're <laughs> missing vitamin G. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that I think that that is very foundational. And yeah. when it comes to um, this relationship, um, I think it's also I'm learning. You know, because when I came in, I said, I, like, when I said, I told her, like, hey, when I see you, I like, we're going to kiss and all these things. And then, then I started to learn that, you know, submit everything to to the father. He cares so much for you. And I understand these things, you know, now that he's, I've spent time with the father and to see things from his way that, you know, it's just better to preserve certain things for marriage, you know, so um, because he knows what you are dealing with. He knows what he's dealing with. He's working out in you. He says it, in his words, it works out as well pleasing. So um, uh, it might not be for you. Don't know what anybody else is dealing with, but the the, the Holy Spirit knows what you are dealing with mm. specifically, and mm. knows what you know the other person is dealing with specifically. So for you to come with your personal expectations and then just say, you know, we're just going to run with it, is also you're not trusting Him there. It's to lay those expectations before him and let him teach you and guide you because he knows what you're dealing with. So you don't, we don't become snares for each other as well. Okay. Ruth, how about you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, the question, I'm not going to yes, repeat yes. it. No, no, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> so first I, I'll just say that the whole, this whole, our relationship is just based on faith. That's what I we keep on saying. It's just based on our faith in God, like really. Because as Tully mentioned, I was someone who said that I would never do a long distance relationship. And when I even mean long distance relationship, I mean like I said I wasn't gonna do it. Even if we're in the same country and you were in a different city, I was like, No. <laughs> I will not do. And so <clears throat> And then now we're like miles away. So, of course, this is like, that's what I'm saying. The first time we're talking about emotionally and all that stuff, the security, it's, it was really sensitive for me because I knew what I was before and where Christ had brought me to and total trust and, and, you know, total trust in him and, you know, depending on him really so that's what this 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 relationship has been and even in marriage that's what it's going to be so i think for me it's a it's also it's a bittersweet um thing for me or bittersweet experience so sometimes i'm really grateful that you know we have this time to talk to communicate to get to know each other to you know like someone says that courtship is for interview and not intercourse so it's like <laughs> that's what it should be <laughs> so that's what someone says that that's what it should be so once people you say this is someone even people who are in courtship when they get involved 
sex there so that actually depicts the, the the process of getting to know each other now i know a lot of things about Toluasha that i feel like if we had dabbled into this or been physical there are certain things that we would not be able to ask each other you know truly know each other because that is out of the way that is not supposed to be and that's the design of god really and that's what friendship and that's why we said it was friendship before that so it's being able to um, talk to each other, gist with each other. So we talk about everything and anything. So like he's literally my best friend. So there is really nothing that wow. goes on in my life that he doesn't know. So if I'm going somewhere, and I think even the long distance helped, uh, has really helped me in the sense of having to be very, very open. So if I'm going out to my friend's place tomorrow, I have to mention it to him that, oh, I'm going to go to Bree's house today or I'm going to see Mandy tomorrow, whatsoever. He knows that. So it's like coming clear, coming, you know, open about each other. So he, if he's going to work or he's going for a shoot, he takes pictures. So these are ways that we engage each other. So, you know, take pictures, you can send voice notes, you can send a video, you know, uh, before, since we're like, I don't know, nine hours apart. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. Maybe before I wake up, you know, I get a cute video for him saying, you know, wishing me all the best in my day and praying for me. So that's another great way, praying for me, sending me the word. Uh, these are really ways that we've been able to spice things up. So we also have like, you know, movie nights where I never thought that it was possible. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought it was possible to do movie nights virtually, but yes, we have done it. Um, (laughs) I never thought it was possible to do virtual dates. Yes, we have done it. So these are just like certain things that we've done, even playing games, um, games that have helped each other understand each other better, like interior. I mean, it could be as little as, was it not which day I was talking about oh I didn't know you like this design because we're taking games that are making us even understand each other more oh I didn't know this is what you liked or that's what you did so this is something that I really cherish because like he said it's something that even going into marriage it's gonna you know even bring us even closer so and this is and, and this is a really I feel like most people think that sex is intimacy like that is the intimacy intimacy that is no i think intimacy is the friendship the the friendship you build up that then leads to sex so the world is doing it be the the other way around so you have sex and then you want to get to know the person there's nothing to Mm. know when you guys already seeing each other naked like what else again is there to know there's Mm. nothing else to know so it's like having that friendship knowing each other um, understanding each other that's what builds the intimacy that then leads to having that you know uh, um, intimacy <laughs> of flesh yeah. and flesh which is what God intended and intends for everyone yeah and he says a marriage bed is undefiled so, exactly yes. exactly so as soon as, soon as the, the two become one he's like son and daughter <laughs> Go have all the fun you want. And just in case we need any lessons, remember I'm I'm daddy and I created all I created this. So yeah, I know. And and sorry, I just want to jump on that too. It's funny where even a lot of Christians are saying that, oh, I, I need to find out, you know, if this person is this and that. But that's one thing I was telling him that if I trusted him to give me a man and he gave me he gave you to me, then why do you think that God didn't think about that? also of course he thought about that that also they will be compatible also uh, uh, sexually and and you know everything would work so why would i now doubt god in that aspect that means i don't fully trust god or fully you know depend on him that he would also you know perfect that area Mm, yeah it's uh it's something i know i I have um i don't want to use up your time um i don't but you, you can keep going no, no, no! I'm, I'm done. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say, it's, it's an interesting <laughs> conversation that I, I have with people when I when I I make the jo- you know I make a joke all the time. I'm like, uh, 
well, I'm waiting for God to bring me Eve. And, and, he, and they're like, wait, you, you're not talking to anyone. Like, you're at home all the time. You, I'm like, God knows. Like, he knows. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like he knows, he knows every he, he knows my desires and he knows everything. So it's like I don't need to be out there trying to you know test and see and yeah. like you know survey the land. And I'm like he knows everything. It's it's, it's basically what you just said. It's like well, yeah. how is God gonna bring you someone, and then he's not gonna factor in you know how you know like the physical exactly. part of it. It's, it's, it's yeah. like that part of the relationship when he created that. Um, I think it's a fear that a lot of people have that, oh man, if I, if I let God handle this then he's just going to mess this whole thing up, he's, he's, <laughs> I don't know why we always think that God is, <sighs> I know I've had, I've had to actually go back and just repent and say, you know what, Lord, I'm so sorry that I had you. Mm. I, I just had a yeah. wrong identity about you because a lot yeah. of people, and again, we're talking about dating and people going like six dates and this, and they're trying to figure mm-hmm. out who is it. And people laugh at me, you know, when I, when I always say, well, God brought Eve to Adam. God brought uh, uh, Rebecca to, to Isaac. To, yeah, to, yeah. To, to Isaac and, and all the things. Yeah. And they're like, well, how are you going to? I'm like, listen, like, I don't have time to just be, you know, be the one who's, um, trying to read everybody's resume. Like this stuff is pretty detailed. Like, you know, it's like, I don't have time to go through 10 resumes and, and, yeah. and like be asking about parents and these and soul ties and these and that. It's like, God, I just let him do all the work. Like he's, I've, I've gone into a place whereby I am going to fully trust him, you know, all the way from bringing the person to trust in the yes. Yeah, God, you will, you will, you will watch over the sex as well, and and, and so there's nothing for me to want to get a peek at, as as most of the people are doing in the world. But um, this has really been encouraging, not just for me, but for anyone else who's listening out there, because I don't think I've heard of anyone's long distance relationship be built like this. I mean, you guys are building something that sounds like uh interestingly i can feel the energy even as we're recording this like there's a the i can feel that god is at the center of it and i I can feel that a lot of stuff we're talking about has really been crafted into both of you because of the foundation that you chose to build but Mm -hmm. just from spending this time with with both of you it, it just feels like you guys have been together, you know, for like 20 years. And and <laughs> a, lot of people, a lot of people who've been, you know, a lot of people who are married and a lot of people who are even dating, physical, uh, dating in the same space don't have this kind of uh, uh, structure that's been built up. You know, the communication, how you guys are handling everything, it's, it's really been encouraging for me. And I think it's anyone who listens to this who's single, I think you guys have go, you guys have encouraged them and they, you've given them hope that they can do long distance even across continents because primarily the main driving factor has been the spiritual foundation and you know you don't need a you don't need to be in the same physical space to build that you know I mean you need you need the virtual devices to help build that but I, I strongly believe that when you guys eventually start living in the same physical space, that you will always be thankful for this time that that, that the Father has given to to you guys. Uh, I want you guys to have uh, the last closing uh, remarks. Um, anything that you just want to share? You know, thirty seconds uh, as, as we go off air. Tolu, you can go first. Um, yeah, I just want to say that for any everyone listening out there, the journey, our journey is very tailor-made, custom-made. Um, it's Elohim, you know, led, and that's the reason why it seems like <laughs> it's, it seems like it seems so like oh wow, this works so well. It's because it's really really cultured by him. I'd say um, don't just think about it from the standpoint of like, I need to go, I should try this approach or try this approach. 
the first thing to do is to go to him and say, Father, here's what I've heard. I, um, please lead me and guide me. He knows what's best for you. He knows the person that is also suited for your journey as well. Hmm. So um, that's my encouragement. Go to him, draw close to his word, and then that's where the journey really starts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would also like to add that um, I know I keep saying um, finding, you know, I had to find my identity in Christ first before then, you know, <laughs> getting to realize who I would be spending the rest of my life with. So I would like to encourage everyone to, you know, go back to 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 Christ, just like Tolu said, because it's it's only him. It's only from him that you'll be able to, you know, be on that same part that he wants you to be. And secondly, I would also like to say that you would, it's very, very likely that you would find that person that, you know, is suitable for you at that same part that he has led you to be, you know. So if he has called you to to do something, just keep doing the work. And I think earlier that he just went about doing the father's business so instead of going in search he just went and said okay i'll just do keep doing your own business and you know you know when it's time for me you would bring that person so it's like if he has told you something or maybe you haven't heard what you know the word as to what part he wants you to do or what part he wants you to do in his kingdom so just go back to him and be about doing the father's business and he would definitely bring that person to you and for the woman i mean it's for ladies out there like me like the like it says when he find he will find a wife so it's not you who should go looking for a man so but yeah. please put yourself in a place where you'll be found by the sound of it my woman is old because I'm no finding. I'm I'm no finding. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, take it, no, take take ours for example. If I didn't join this youth conference, how yeah. would you have found me? So I'm just saying, like, it's still about it's still when you're going about doing the father's business that you'll still mm. be found. So that's what I mean. So be out there. So if you have, you know, conferences for single people, go. You know go out there if they have you know conferences for whatever within the church just that's what i mean by put yourself out there but not in that not that i'm going to this conference because i want to you know look for a husband no but having to just go about doing the father's business but still you know putting yourself out there yeah guys it's been awesome yeah. it's been a pleasure and it's been my honor to talk to both of you. Um, you've given us some really great insight for me personally and for everyone who's going to listen to this. Uh, God continue to bless this this, court, this engagement, courtship, Amen. whatever ship Amen. it is, friendship, <laughs> as, it, as it sails into marriage ship. Okay. I hope to be there at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I hope so the, I I really hope the wedding is I really hope the wedding is going to be in person or I'm not <laughs> virtual. And we're gonna oh, laptop, laptop to laptop. To <laughs> <laughs> laptop to laptop. Just <laughs> <laughs> of course it's gonna be in person. And you are invited, brother. Come celebrate <laughs> with us. Come celebrate with us, you know, like in the chosen, chosen style. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't celebrate The wine is going to be the best wine ever. The wine is going to be the best wine ever. Um, mm -hmm. No, it's really been fun and uh, there's been so much for us to learn. And I actually look forward to re listening to this. Thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to having both of you back on the show. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you Thank for having you. us. Well, <laughs> right. Bye for now. All right. Shalom. Bye. Shalom. Shalom.
This was the last episode of our discussion with Tolu and Ruth on the subject of building a relationship on a foundation of spiritual character. We hope you've been blessed and inspired on how to pursue true unconditional love. Remember, true love is indeed a not in word. True love is not partial. True love is about selflessness and service. Today, so many people have a list of what they're looking for in a partner. Most times, this checklist comprises what they're expecting to receive from the other person. In Mark chapter 10, verse 45, Jesus told his disciples, For even the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve others, and to give his life as a ransom for many. In John chapter 3, verse 16, Jesus also told us, For this is how God loved the world. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. True unconditional love is not in what you can receive, but what you can give. So I'd like to challenge you to become the list you're searching for. And if Tolu and Ruth's journey to building unconditional love has taught us one thing, it is this. Before they could love each other, they had to love themselves. Before they could love themselves, they had to love their Heavenly Father. Before they could love their Heavenly Father, they had to understand that He loved them first. When they believed His love for them, to them, and in them, His love that He should have brought in their hearts by the Holy Spirit, He, the Father that dwells in them by His Spirit, taught them how to walk in love. This was episode 11 of the Spirit, Soul, and Body series, and how we can apply living from the inside out to relationships. Your host for this series and segment was Calvin Cavanda. Thanks for listening.